The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh, I'm your ghost co-host Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one Kaya, and today we have another listener story. Wow, 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 listener submitted <laughs> stories. So today's story comes from Max, who is the partner of someone you work with. Yes. Um, and the reason that it's just his story today is because it's a six-page long story, so it's a whole episode on its own. You've already pre-paged people now. Now yeah. they know exactly how many pages. I mean, that's roughly about how many pages I have when I do one episode myself of research. Side note, neither Kaya nor I have really read this story, so no. it's going to be very interesting for everyone. Yeah. We may re-record it after we do it to make sure that it actually makes we'll sense. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so Max like... Just kidding. All of our shows are recorded live. <laughs> yeah. Max wrote out the whole story for us. Um, so are we ready to get into it? We just have great friends, hey, that they mm-hmm. would write something like this just for us. So right. like, I want to do it justice, but um, I'm going to apologize in advance, Max, because I'm probably going to do my a particular brand of kookiness over top. <laughs> And I feel like people expect that on this show by now. They probably do. I would they, hope they, so by this point. They expect some co- spooky and right? some kooky. I hope so by this point. At this point, yeah. Like, and if that's not what you're looking for, then you're listening to the wrong get podcast. Get shit out of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're ready to get into it? No. Why? Let's talk about things less spooky. Like what? Um, like lunch. I haven't eaten lunch yet. We're going to have lunch after this. <sighs> okay, fine. I'm not, just, just do it. Okay. I, I want to eat, so let's do it. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not reading this in Max's voice, because I don't think I can do that for six pages worth of story. <laughs> so I don't think he would really appreciate that. I also don't think I could do his voice either. So no. I'm just going to read this in my voice, but remember that this is his perspective. Welcome, Max, to Spooky Stories Podcast. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas. No, sorry. Go ahead. Are you serious right now? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. As I'm like, as I'm opening my mouth to like start reading the story, you're like, "Twas the night before. Like, really? <laughs> sorry. All right. <clears throat> Our story starts in the sprawling metropolis of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where I was helping a friend of mine move into a new house he was renting. It was a quaint little place nestled in the equivalent of Saskatoon's suburbia, and we were on our way to meet the homeowner. Now, a bit of a backstory is a necessity. My friend is not an easily intimidated person. Growing up in the rougher areas of the province, he turned into a fairly scrappy young man with no issues holding his own on any occasion I can remember. Side note, it feels like the people from Letterkenny should be the ones reading this. Be Talking quiet, about the it? scrappiness of Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So you're hanging out in Saskatchewan the other day. Go ahead. So when we arrived at the house on a bright summer day, there was a tall fellow dressed all in black with a coat that ran to the heels of his boots. As we pulled up, my friend hopped out and said he'd be back in a minute as it wouldn't take long. Not thinking anything of it, I began fiddling on my phone whilst he got the rundown of his new place. After a few minutes, he hopped back in the truck without a word. As I put away my phone, I noticed something a bit off. He was white as a sheet and didn't seem to have his usual joking demeanor. I can count on one hand the number of times I'd seen him like this and still have plenty of fingers to spare. Asking him what had happened, he urged me to head down the street. As I put it into drive and we pulled away, his eyes never left the man in the driveway who had his back to us just standing there looking at the house until we'd pulled out of sight. Once we were a block away, he told me he'd never met someone who'd instantly made every hair on the back of his neck stand rigid and would be very content never seeing his new landlord in person again. Oh my gosh. It's not that the homeowner had done anything wrong or strange, my friend explained, just that he'd right failed his vibe check. I think it's how kids these days may put it. The guy had sent (laughs) chills down his... Nerdy kids, maybe. The guy had sent chills down his spine just by standing there. However, this didn't deter the move as when was given the details about the property, the rent was to be collected by e-transfer and the homeowner would likely not see him throughout his time unless there was a problem with the house. I think it's best to just not be part of that house anymore Mm -hmm. as soon as you get a guy who's like, hello and welcome to my humble abode. (laughs) Yeah. Am I scaring you? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So fast forward to moving day. The initial shock of meeting the fellow who owned the property faded in the past weeks and we were happily moving him in. Now, he admitted he hadn't done a very thorough sweep of the house before the move. But as he explained, for the price he wants, all I need is four walls and a roof. Not having inquired about the cost of his rent before now, I asked and discovered it was low. Incredibly low. Especially for the area. Less than half of what similar homes were renting a room out for, but he was getting a whole three-bedroom house. Now very suspicious, but knowing full well it was far too late to turn back now, we began unpacking by loading most things into the living room on the main floor. As we did this, his dog would run and play amongst the boxes and out back in the very overgrown yard. After several loads inside, we called her in so she could investigate the place. Racing from the backyard, she slid into the landing and stopped dead in her tracks. Now, this was unusual for several reasons. She was always such a happy dog. In the several years I'd known her, she'd rarely ever been whiny or upset, and I'd certainly never seen her without her tail wagging, with unrivaled enthusiasm of a kid on Christmas. But as she crossed the threshold of the front door, she immediately dropped to the floor, tail tucked between her legs, ears pressed tight to her head, and refused to move further into the house and began to whine and howl. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope, sh- nope, nope. We nope, should. Nope, nope. <laughs> as soon as the dog says there's something wrong, get out. Right? The next sentence says, We should have trusted the dog. Should have trusted the dog. Mm-hmm. Failed your check on that one. I mean, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Failed your animal handling check. <laughs> yeah. Now, after several failed attempts of getting her into the house, including bribery with treats, which had never failed before, we put her into the backyard and chalked it up to her missing her last home. Once everything was moved inside, I decided to do a sweep of the house as it was my first time inside. 
I should note here that with my 12 plus year career of residential carpentry, you tend to notice things that not everyone does when it comes to the layout of homes. Mostly little things like how storage space was an afterthought or the way the kitchen is laid out leaves a lot of wasted or unusable space. I, Tune in next time for Max's right? Home Improvement I'm like, Podcast. I'm like, maybe Max needs to have his own podcast for that. That'd be cool. I'd listen to that. There you um, go, Max. Come on. Yeah. I've never walked through a place that felt so very wrong. The layout didn't make any sense. It was like there were missing spaces in the house where rooms would end long before they should have. Closets being half the depth they should, but with no access to what was behind the walls even in the next room. There was roughly a six foot by eight foot space in the basement that could have been an entire other room with no way to get in and no signs that there had ever been a way to get into the area. Plus, all the walls were painted chartreuse. <laughs> As I circled around into the main area of the basement, I discovered something that froze me in place. There was a single door in the basement at the far side of the main room illuminated by a single light bulb. Oh my god. Stay out of the room, Max. <laughs> Stay out of the room. It looked as though the walls around the door were damaged, which looked odd. Okay, I'd be like piecing the fuck out at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can just imagine the light bulb just kind of flickering, flickering. above right. the red door. Yeah. As I got within a few feet, I realized that the door had several locks on it to keep something inside, and whatever had been kept in there had wanted out very, very badly. Wait, how can you tell that the thing wanted out of that door? Maybe it was unlocked now. Maybe. Let's see. Let's keep reading. Okay. Find out. It wanted out so badly, so much so, that it had clawed its way through the far side of the wall, ripping through wood paneling and breaking through the far side of the wall beside Get the door frame. out. <laughs> yeah. The hole was maybe a few inches wide at best, but had gone a full six feet up the wall. Whatever was trying to get out couldn't claw its way through the two by four studs, though not for lack of trying. Bringing this to the attention of the new tenant, we were mildly concerned as to what exactly had he had gotten himself into. However, he decided the course of action was, eh, must have been a big dog, and shrugged. Not exactly the route I'd have taken, but hey, who am I to judge? Who are you to judge? I'd still be like, mm, bye. Just no. a carpenter. I'm like, I'm not even like helping you finish move in. I'm out. Walls are chartreuse. They didn't even do 16-inch centers. <laughs> it's I'm out. All right. Now, we'd finally convinced the dog to come inside, though very unwilling, and had ordered pizza as the entire kitchen had yet to be unpacked. As you do every time you yep. move. Gotta yeah. order the pizza. We had pizza when I first moved here and you came and helped me move. That was our first date. Yeah. Uh, satisfied with unpacking the living room and portions of the master bedroom the first night in his new place was drawing to a close and I decided to head home. A final wave out the front door and a reminder for him to call me if he needed anything and I was off. Trying to not let what I'd seen in the basement bother me too much, I made the 10 minute drive back to my apartment without much trouble. Fast forward to 3 a.m. I get a very panicked phone call from my friend in his newfound haunted hideaway. Again, as mentioned earlier, I would swear this man would try to stare down a charging elephant if given the option. This was not the same person on the other end of the phone. I'm going to tell you right now, though, 3 a.m. is like that. It's the witching hour. Like, you don't want anything happening at 3 a.m. Nothing good happens no. at 3 a.m. And I seem to wake up at like 3 a.m. every other day and always feel Ooh, weird. Maybe that's because you're a witch. Anyways. Short of breath and genuinely disturbed, he attempted to tell me something was wrong with the house. 
being roasted from what I remember being a deep sleep to this new information. I'm afraid I can't recall what exactly was said, but I know it didn't make any sense at all. In all fairness, that may have been my still mostly unconscious brain's inability to process information. I started to get ready to head over and told him I'd be there soon, but he waved me off, saying he must have imagined it or it was a dream. He'd seemed calmed down at this point and his dog was still fast asleep, so there couldn't have been that much wrong as we'd agreed the dog most certainly would have noticed something else in the house. Wait, 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 back up. Why is the dog asleep? I don't know. I guess the dog's fine now. Not a very good dog. He's not <laughs> guarding you during the witching hour. Yeah. He asked me to come by in the morning and would explain what had happened. As I rolled into the driveway, I felt as though I'd been up half the night being run over by a city bus or two whilst in the confines of my bed. He looked much worse. I could tell he'd gotten no more sleep when he'd opened the door, so I asked what happened, and this is what he told me. Are we ready for this? I don't think we're ready for this. I don't this. think we're ready for this. Um, no. I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. But we're going to read it anyways. Okay. <clears throat> He'd grabbed a blanket and a pillow and decided the couch backing against a large window against the front of the house would do for his first sleep in his new humble abode. It wasn't long before he was fast asleep with his dog in the other corner of the room. Have you ever had one of those dreams of falling and when you hit the ground, you're suddenly more awake than you've been in the last decade? That primal feeling of every nerve ending in your body exploding as you're kicked into the survival mode that the human body hasn't needed in the last few hundred years. He explained it like having 12 shots of espresso fired into your veins. Sitting upright with every hair on his body standing on end, he felt something was wrong. The silence was deafening as he strained with his ears and eyes in the darkness to catch a glimpse or a sound of what had woken him. There was a knocking outside right behind him, coming from below the window. But as he spun to look, he saw the bushes move as though something had just run through them. He scrambled to his feet, about to head to the front door as he heard the click of a radio turning on and the silent house filled with the sound of white noise radio static. Haunted Alexa. It was coming through the closed door of one of the bedrooms only a few feet away from where he stood. Looking out the front window and seeing nothing, he stepped towards the closed door. As he placed his hand on the doorknob and pushed the door open, the sound stopped. Turning on the light, he looked over the several boxes that we'd moved into the room, filled mostly with clothes, some gym equipment, and on the floor in the far corner was his stereo with the power cord wrapped up beside it. We'd never even plugged it in. After checking to make sure it couldn't possibly have turned on on its own, with no power supply or batteries to speak of, he closed the door to the room. As his first step hit the floor, the stereo once again turned on with white noise static. Nope, he don't immediately, like that. He immediately burst into the room and heard nothing but his own heartbeat. After standing for a few moments in the silence, his dog came walking over and woke up by the opening of the door. His dog hadn't seemed to notice anything, so he said he chalked it up to his imagination and wandered back to the couch, leaving the door to the room open. As he laid back down with his dog, hopping up beside him, he scratched her behind the ears as they lay on the couch. Suddenly, she looked back towards the room as her ears perked up. The radio started for a moment and then stopped as both him and his dog looked into the dark doorway for a few moments. Then they heard, Hello? He said it sounded like a young girl's voice, and his dog jumped from the couch, clearly hearing it too as she went to investigate. But they found nothing. He called me shortly after, and the rest of the night was quiet, so neither him nor the dog attempted to sleep again. 
I wouldn't either. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. So what does one do when confronted with an unexplainable thing like this? Well, we ignored it and hoped it wouldn't happen again. I stayed with him the following night to see if anything would happen again. However, after a long evening of gaming, we'd both passed out and slept right through till the following morning. Convinced that he wasn't going to expire in the night, he said he'd keep me in the loop of any strange comings and goings in the house, of which there were several over the next few months. Some examples are as follows. Things would go missing on a fairly regular basis. Always something small, the sort of thing that could be misplaced like a wallet or keys. However, it was always found somewhere it had no right being. We'd gotten used to the antics of our local specter, and after deciding they were harmless, we decided that we'd name our new friend Leroy. I think it was a nod to World of Warcraft's Leroy Jenkins, as he had a tendency to show up without warning and fuck several things up at inconvenient times. Seemed fitting. Seemed fitting. His spare truck keys had disappeared in the first week we'd moved him in, which was hard to believe as he'd kept them in a drawer in the kitchen for safekeeping should he ever lose his main set. After turning the house upside down and finding nothing, we gave up and decided it was Leroy being a dickhead. After almost two months, he'd almost finished unpacking. He was quite content living out of boxes, as this clearly wasn't going to be a permanent address. And as he was digging through a particular box that had sat at the bottom of a pile since we moved him in, he pulled out a jacket he hadn't worn in years. After trying it on, he felt a lump in the breast pocket and inside found his missing keys. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Now, as fun and harmless as these supernatural happenings seem to be, there were also other things we'd stumble across that, well, made our hair stand on end and our skin crawl. After my friend had settled into his new haunted home, the news of his relocation had come up several times with co-workers. They asked the usual questions, where to? How was the move? Settling in okay? All of which he decided to not share the unnatural happenings, as he didn't think they'd be particularly receptive. However, the where sparked some interest in some of his older colleagues. A few of them recalled that there was a murder in the area a number of years ago, but couldn't remember the specifics. Of course there was. All they remembered is that they it had ended very, very poorly for those living in the house, and the word executed was thrown around several times. He had decided to turn the previously mentioned radio room into his dog's room where she'd keep all her toys and kennel. Oh, that's not fair to the dog. <laughs> the first step was to give it a good clean top to bottom before we moved her stuff in. It was while wiping the walls down that we found some residue left stuck to the walls that you only noticed when the sun was shining on it. He tried scrubbing it off as best as he could, but as he moved along the wall, he found more and more. Once you knew what you were looking for from the center of the room, you could see two massive splatters against the wall. The kind that looked as though someone on their knees had a 12-gauge pressed to the backs of their head with the intention of making Jackson Pollock very, very proud. The fact it was tinged slightly red didn't help. We learned that day that nothing takes a suspicious red stain off a wall quite like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, especially when you go through three of them and the paint starts to come off. <laughs> yeah. This day's podcast represented by Mr. Clean's Magic Eraser. The final tale I'll leave you with is debatably the most disturbing, but we've come this far. So in for a penny, in for a pound and all that. Our location takes us out behind the house in an excessively overgrown backyard where lawnmowers and weed whackers feared to tread. Though it was only 30 feet long by 15 feet wide, it looked like a jungle dense enough to get lost in without much effort. However, 
There was one area that had grown significantly more than the rest of the yard. It was the back corner which had a tree planted in the center of it. Upon closer inspection, we could tell the ground in this five-by-eight-foot square had been disturbed more recently than the rest of the yard. The dirt was mostly still overturned, and the tree hadn't been planted long ago, though whatever was in the soil had the foliage in this area thriving tenfold over the rest of the yard. Grass was visibly greener, and the weeds against the fence looked like they'd convert to full shrubs if left alone much longer. We decided to check the garage and the storage shed out back if there were any tools to help us tackle such a grand undertaking, as we figured we may jump straight to a flamethrower if there weren't any tools left on the property. Okay. The garage didn't have much left in it, sans an old radial arm saw, which was odd enough in itself. It's a very unique style of saw that isn't used much anymore. I honestly had never seen one before then in my entire construction career. The thing that struck me as odd, however, was that there were absolutely no building materials anywhere on the property. Not even so much as a scrap piece of 2x4 kicking around. Yet here was this saw in the garage that was unbelievably clean and well-maintained. I mean, this thing had to be at least 15 to 20 years old, and it was spotless. Tools barely come out of the box looking that good. Having almost given up on the search for a lawnmower, we had one last place to check. A very small storage shed tucked behind the garage. Couldn't have been more than six feet by eight feet, but there was a padlock on the door. We tried the keys that came with the house and none of them fit the lock. Once we'd exhausted those options, I ran back to my place to grab a set of bolt cutters. A few short minutes later, the lock lay in several pieces on the ground and we looked inside. Still no lawnmower. However, what we did find were several women's shoes, high heels to be more specific, about five or six of them ranging in sizes from a four to a seven, all with at least a four inch heel and only the left ones. They were tucked in the back corner of the shed in a pile behind some empty boxes. We never did find the matching shoes, so we started to wonder what kind of fertilizer had been used on the thriving back corner of the lot. Oh, isn't that nice? And that's it. Wow. Yeah. I think it's important that we note that this is a true story. Yeah. It happened to a boyfriend of a friend of mine. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up. And Max is actually a pretty decent writer. Max is a good writer. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe it's time for your own podcast, but <laughs> yeah. Construction Hour with Max. <laughs> I mean, I would listen to Taking it. Taking it to the max. I would listen to it. Like somebody could tell me how to cut a two by four piece of wood on a on a podcast and I'd probably listen to it with that kind of writing style. That's pretty good. Yeah. So one thing I've learned from that, I'm staying the fuck away from Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> two, always do your research before buying or renting a used home. Yeah, creepy black suited people uh um, yeah three stay away from people that look like that guy yeah that yeah. doesn't seem like if he's like oh there might be a few bits of blood on the walls whoopsie whoopsie <laughs> let alone like a whole blood spatter don't open pattern. the shed that's where i keep all of my left <laughs> shoes okay to be fair maybe like maybe his he was creepy- probably just a cross dresser. okay so that's what i was gonna say maybe the landlord was just creepy because he was like this misunderstood guy and maybe he only had one leg and maybe when he dresses in drag he only needs one high heel yeah 
But I want to know uh, what was in the basement in that door. Yeah, I need Nobody to know. Nobody opened that door. I need to know more about that basement. Yeah. I need to know Actually, more about I don't. That. I don't need to know more I want to basement. know. Yeah. You may not, but I want to know. Which is crazy because, like, you would think the whole story is going to revolve around the basement, but you just left that part out. Right? They're like, okay, there's this casual hole in the wall in the basement because obviously something really wanted to get out of this locked room. But let's talk about this really, really well-fertilized plot of land in the backyard. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like a house of horrors, and I would have been like, peace Mm -hmm. after the first, like, radio sound. Yeah. Even, like, the dog. Always trust the dog. Always trust Always the dog. Always trust the dog. Anyways, wow. thank you, Max, for sending in that story. Yeah. That was intense. I send more stories. That was fun. That was intense. <laughs> I like reading, like, other people's stories. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, if you have any spooky stories that you want to share with us, we are always taking submissions you can send them to us on facebook you can send them to us on instagram or you can email them to us at hello at spookypodcast.com just know that i'm not gonna read them because that messes with the whole premise of our show i also forgot that we have all those comments on reddit like we have a whole we're gonna do a whole reddit of, like, episode reddit listener be stories a red, red. there's you no had a reddit word. episode you had a word for it now reddit i can't remember what it was i don't know anyways so, uh, based on Max's story, if you had to give it a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I'd give it seven red herring doors out of 10 left high heel shoes. <laughs> Sounds good. Now we want to take the time to thank you for listening. You can leave us a review at facebook.com slash spooky stories pod. Like we said before, if we don't know what you don't like, we can't change it. And if you tell us what you do like, we can keep doing it. Uh, you can always join us on Instagram at instagram.com slash spooky stories pod and refer us to your friends. They can listen to us on all kinds of platforms. I'm not going to list them all here like I normally do. But if you take a look at our website, you can find them there. Yeah, we're on Spotify. That's what most of you use anyway. Yeah, I know. I like always randomly check this Stitcher like analytics to see. And I'm like, oh, nobody's listened on Stitcher again. <laughs> Does anybody use Stitcher anymore? Is there nobody. any point being on it? Nobody uses Stitcher. Anyways, so that's all we have for this week. And until next week, we hope you keep it spooky. Ooh, but not that spooky, Max. I didn't like that. <laughs>